Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. I want to talk about resilience for you and what it means and what I think maybe it is and it isn't. There's certainly a lot of talk in the personal development world about bravery and courage and vulnerability that they are uh, constituent parts of uh, resilience. And I think that sometimes that can make it feel a bit bigger and harder um, than it really is. Because I really just see resilience as um, the desire to continually solve problems uh, with no loss of enthusiasm. Now, okay, maybe some people will say that being vulnerable and putting your work and yourself out to the world and putting yourself out there is very brave and courageous and you're amazing. Um, but then I think that just makes, it just puts more pressure onto it. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, um, you know, to put yourself and your work out there into the world. Okay, no one likes to be rejected. And, you know, there's a bit of a paradox. I'm saying that. And when I was an artist, I didn't like putting myself and my art out into the world because, yeah, I didn't want people to reject my work because I'd see that as rejecting me. And so then I'd feel weak and not resilient or strong, but that would have an effect of making me want to do it even less. Um, when in reality, uh, every opportunity you have to improve as a person or as a business, uh, making money, making a difference, getting better at marketing, better at sales, whatever it is, it's really just, okay, there's this problem in front of me. Um, I don't need to make it bigger than it is. I just need to solve it, whether I need to learn how to sell better or, you know, need to hire a staff member or manage my time better or get out there and do a live video or start my podcast. And hey, you know what, if, if you get a, a critic or a troll, then you just, you know, you, you take the feedback or you delete it if you really feel that, you know, it's really bad, uh, or you try a different um, approach. So if you can go from problem to problem to problem to problem with a solution mindset, i.e. I'm prepared to fix this, I'm prepared to manage my emotions and deal with this issue, and each time another issue comes up, you maintain the level of enthusiasm as the day you started, because we all start probably in a new venture or business model with enthusiasm and passion and drive and desire. And if you don't, you might be in the wrong thing. But, you know, a lot of people, they feel like they get beaten down over time, you know, because they take rejection and there's more problems and they solve one problem and another problem comes or they made a mistake and then they make it again or they solve a problem and then it happens again and again and again. But you, I don't know how many problems you're going to have to solve in one area before th that problem doesn't happen anymore. You know, they say, don't they, that the smart people will learn from their mistakes um, or won't make the same mistake twice. But sometimes you have to make the same mistake 30 or 40 or 50 times. I I've had like literally 10, 11 PAs. I've had pretty much a PA per year. 
Uh, and I think five or six PAs in, my business partner said, Rob, you know, maybe you're not, not meant to have a PA. You know, maybe you've got to find another way of doing it. And I was like, no, I'm just going to keep going. And I'm going to try and learn to be better, to be a, be a better employer and partner to my PA, to try and learn from why some have uh, moved on. Um, but then also realize where it's not always me. Maybe it wasn't a right fit or they were in the wrong role or just working for the, the wrong per the wrong person and not giving up because I know that I need I have two, two PAs and I need them in my life. I couldn't do without it. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you think of the world's at fault. Sometimes you think other people are at fault. And sometimes you think you you can't do this. But you just keep bringing in these new challenges and issues. You roll your sleeves up and you go, OK, I'm going to deal with this problem. So to summarize, then, I think if we talk too much about bravery and courage and resilience, uh, sorry, and vulnerability, we can build resilience up to be something a lot harder uh, and, and more, you know, like emotionally uh, volatile and vulnerable on us than it actually has to be. You know, there's first world problems and then there's the developing third world problems, you know, and critics and trolls and how people react to your social media and dealing with clients and complaints. And, you know, you may, may be not quite earning the 50 grand a month that you want. They're all first world problems. And you know what? They're not that difficult when you can put food on the table, you know, when you've got clean water. Um, so, you know, contextualizing the problem, because I do think a lot of people react very emotionally, you know, and they're like blaming, complaining, defending, justifying and, you know, spraying their emotions out everywhere and making a small thing a big thing. Now, of course, if you have real life difficult challenges where you've been abused or you've got seriously deep rooted pain, then facing those and, you know, being a public speaker or creating products and solutions around those or, you know, like dealing with those inner demons, then that is brave and that is courageous. And you can do that and you do feel vulnerable putting that out to the world. Um, but, you know, that aside, then the next thing I want to focus on with in terms of what resilience is, um, in addition to solving problems with no loss of enthusiasm, is I believe um, you just need to get accountable. Now, um, I think that you probably will let yourself off the hook and lie to yourself and not do things that aren't that hard or make things that are a bit easier than they are, a lot harder than they are, um, because you haven't got accountability, because you're the easiest person to lie to, because, you know, you've got no major pain of not doing it. You've got no one to let down. Whereas if you had forced external accountability, mentors you paid for, you know, social media um, commitments, I'm going to do this and share it to a lot of people, you know, like the before and after gym photos or, you know, setting your uh, vision of what you're going to achieve in three years, sharing your goals, um, having accountability partners, having coaches, um, it, you know, like the more external accountability you have, the more it forces you and takes away the choice to go and solve the problems and implement the actions that you want. And then you build resilience through forced accountability. And usually speaking, you will only do the things that you have to do and you'll let yourself off the hook of the things you want to do or you might do or you feel you need to do, but you don't have to do. You know, if I said to you, you've got to go out and make a 100 grand in the next 12 months or your kids will get kidnapped or the things or the people that you value the most, you will lose. It's a, it's a given. It's done. You will go and do it because you have forced accountability.
Um, I like to pay book critics to come to my offices, about 15 of them. I pay the travel and their expenses to come and critique my, critique my book. Um, and I book it on a two-day specific date about two months before um, I get started writing. Once I'm starting writing my book, about two months after that, I book this day in and I pay for 15 people to come and critique the book. And it costs me a few thousand quid and a lot of embarrassment from a lot of people who really want to read my book if I didn't get that book done. And that's pretty much the only thing that makes me hit deadlines on the book. Whereas you could get 49 chapters out of 50, have no deadline or accountability, uh, and then you could spend three months doing the last chapter or never finish the book. There are millions of people out there with half written, uh, unfinished books, or they've got five books on the go where, you know, and you could say, well, if you've got a publisher and a deadline to meet, that's accountability. That is, but it's not really painful. But if you've got a lot to lose, then that is forced accountability and that forces out your resilience because there's no choice. When there's choice, there's no resilience. But when there is no choice, you, you know, you, you just naturally take on this action orientated mindset. You go and get it delivered. You make less excuses. And then that naturally pushes you out of your comfort zone and makes you more resilient, to, to use that word. Um, so, you know, are you getting out e external forced accountability? For probably 10 years, I've just been playing around in the gym, you know, like I've been doing weights and workouts, but I haven't really got a sweat on. I haven't really been incrementally upping the weights. I haven't been that great with my diet. Um, and, you know, I've probably just maintained in the last 10 years, I've probably not really gone backwards or forwards. Um, and then I went to a new boxing gym. I gave them a few hundred quid up front and I just said, right, I want to do at least two sessions a week with, you know, a proper boxing coach. Uh, and I've done three sessions in the last week and I've got um, parts of my body I didn't even know existed that ache, like ache deep within the bones. Um, and, you know, I've made, I've trained harder in the last week than I have in the last year because I have a coach kicking my ass and I paid money up front to get it done. And, you know, um, people may deem or perceive that I'm motivated or resilient or whatever, but I'm just the same as everybody else. I'll let myself off the hook of a load of stuff because I'm easy to lie to. And I come up with all these really clever and creative excuses and reasons. Uh, and usually in the short term, you pick the thing that has, is the least painful. Um, so finally, then, to summarise all of this, is that if you really want to force your accountability, other than getting coaches, mentors, paying, getting external commitment, you know, fear of embarrassment or loss externally and publicly, they, they'll all work. But the final thing that works for me and I think should work for most people is taking all of your options down to a binary A or B choice and which one is the most painful. Uh, and the most painful one um, to you, you will do the opposite of. So you'll take the easy option. But if you force yourself that the easy option is the option you want, then you'll get more things that you want done. So I'll give you an example. Like public speaking for me was really painful. Learning marketing and putting myself out there was really not as painful, but painful. Certainly selling all oh, my life. Selling was really painful. Running a marathon for me was really painful. Uh, and the only way I was able to get it done and trick my brain was to say, is it more painful to learn sales or to always be skin? And for me, it's more painful to always be skin. So I'll learn sales. You know, is, is it more painful to not donate 10 or 20 or 30,000 pounds to a charity or do the marathon? Well, of course, for me, it was more painful not to donate all the money. Therefore, I'll, I'll do the marathon. 
um, and you know you're put, you're getting yourself up at six a.m. in the freezing cold um, winter mornings because you know marathons are in spring, aren't they? So your training is mostly through November, December, January, February, which is it's, it's not enjoyable at all. I freaking hated the training for a marathon. I freaking hated doing the marathon, but I got it done because there was a lot of people who were relying on me. So if the um, if the thing that's hard for you to do is superseded because the, 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 the not doing it is more painful, the money you won't have, the success you won't have, the body and the physique you won't have. Um, if the other choice is easier, the one that you know you've got to do but haven't been doing, um, then you'll get it done. It will just be done. Um, and then, you know, you won't have to like um, have all this vulnerability and bravery to become you know resilient over time you'll just build resilience by going out there and getting things done you know sometimes we talk a lot around all these emotions when in reality going out there and getting something pretty hard and meaningful done just get it done and it's not very easy and you don't like doing it but you get it done like a boxing session you know I do three minute rounds one minute break three minute round one minute break three minute round one minute break and he just he just does that set for half an hour and half of the way in, after a minute and a half, I do not want to do it anymore. My arms are giving out. I've got no power. I'm absolutely knackered. He's pushing me. He's pushing me. But I can't get out of it. There is no way I'm getting out of it. And then afterwards, you know, that high you feel afterwards. And there's a lot to be said for just getting bigger, harder, more meaningful things done. Um, and, you know, manning up or womaning up a little bit. Um, and then giving yourself that reward afterwards. Um, because that becomes an addiction. Uh, you know, a lot of people are addicted to, to really hard physical training um, because of that high afterwards. Now, you don't just get that high from physical exercise. You know, when you finish a book, if you ever finish a book, a book is one of the hardest things to do. Um, in my view, anyway, with all the things I've done in business, but a book was the hardest. I mean, I spent, I spoke for 47 hours straight with no breaks and got the world record for the longest ever individual speech. And writing a book for me is five times as hard. And when you get a book done, the feeling of elation and satisfaction and self-worth, you know, it, it all just fills. It's a great feeling and it's worth doing. So, you know, try to catch yourself out doing the cheap, easy things for the short term fix and go for the bigger, more meaningful things that might take more time and might not be easy. And your brain's always trying to procrastinate out of it. But when you get it done, you'll feel great and that'll become an addiction. And therefore, you'll basically be addicted to success because you're addicted to bigger and harder tasks, um, which will drive you towards success. So resilience is the continual uh, desire to roll up your sleeves and solve problems um, uh, with no loss of enthusiasm. Don't make it bigger than it is. Don't get your emotions confused in it. You know, being brave and vulnerable and courageous. Sure, if you've had real abuse or really hard, significant emotional events, then I do admire your bravery for putting yourself out there to the world. But for the rest of us that, you know, have had a pretty charmed first world life, let's not make it mean all that stuff. Let's just get meaningful stuff done and get external accountability and force ourselves to do the things we know we want to do because the reward is success, money, self-worth. That's the biggest reward, I reckon, even over and above the money. And coming from me, that's something big because, you know, I love money. But the self-worth that you feel of getting meaningful work done, um, it, it has this virtuous cycle effect that, that you get more done. But it's just an amazing feeling. And you can't get that. You can't cheat that. You can't get rich quick that because you have to endure the struggle to get that done. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Um, it's always a pleasure to, um, you know, be part of your world. Thanks for following me. Uh, I'm very grateful for everything you do with me, for me. Um, uh, you know, the thing that keeps me going other than the money, because I do love the money, uh, uh, even though I don't really sell you anything, I still make my money. Um, uh, and, and that is uh, when you get success and results. And, um, you know, I'm getting a lot of emails on a, a daily basis now of people who've, um, you know, got something meaningful out of my work. And that means the world to me. So thank you for that. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.